0: All
1: right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Hoop Podcast. I'm your co host, Coach Maples, AKA j Mapes here with the homie Kings. Kings was popping, my boy.
0: Uh man, doing solid, man. We finally figured out this mic situation.
1: Oh man, my man, my man hit to hit to the, hit them settings up. You feel me? We
0: are. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, y'all, if y'all been struggling with that volume, <laughs> with that volume <laughs> adjustment, man. But I got it. I got it going good now.
1: We good, we good. Uh I got a little bit of a sore throat. Don't no worry, it's not the Rona. I've been yelling all weekend. We had a tournament in uh, Delta. I had to take over for the actually against City. I took over the first chair because of care coach had a family emergency. So my voice is gone. We gonna thug through it. I got my glass of water. Bear with me. <laughs> so obviously, you know where we starting. COVID back like it never left, literally. Um <laughs> tearing up the NBA. We go get into the science side of this. Cause I know that's, you know, you, you study all this and have a different perspective to offer beyond the basketball. Um, over 65 players in protocols. Um, Nets are probably the most ravaged team. They had uh, guys in there talking about, I didn't even know this dude and we post a play tomorrow, which is pretty hilarious. Um, I want to talk about this on a, on a couple fronts. First of all, how would you rate the nbas response to to the coronavirus or the the new this new uptick how would you you know say they're doing
0: man i mean it's kind of basically what i would ex- what i would expect um what you see from the vaccine push uh, is kind of basically how the sports leagues are going and what you'll see you know the statement the white house put out Talk about everything's gonna stay open for vaccinated and unvaccinated uh, on their on their own, you know, that the type that type of messaging. But um, basically, you know, they wanted everyone to get vaccinated for this reason. Uh, I told people March 2020 I had a video talking about, you know, when in the early days I told everybody, you know, I expect vaccines to be able to uh, act like flu shots in the sense that you're gonna slow down transmission, you're gonna sl- curb hospitalization and stop the ability and help the ability for people to fight off the infection. But ultimately, it's going to be like, try to, they're going to try and make it a yearly type of thing to be able to just boost immunities, to be able to deal with the disease. Because ultimately speaking, it was always about getting vaccinated so that when you do catch uh, COVID-19, because they expected you to get it at some point, that you'd be able to manage it and still be able to function, still be able to be productive and, and make money for the people you work for. So that's basically what the NBA is doing. You know what I mean? That's basically what they're doing. You're vaccinated, cool. That's why it came out at those reports, where they were like, oh, well, even if we have it, we want to play because we're vaccinated. So we should be fine symptoms-wise, clinically-wise, as long as we're asymptomatic. We should be fine to play with COVID because we're vaccinated, we're protected. You know what I mean? But the the issue comes with this is when we have unvaccinated people who among it, and then obviously if you have the crowds, um, that's a that's another big factor. I think why you're seeing, aside from Omicron being able to sidestep, you know, vac- vaccinated status, to infect folks, uh, even though it's not more, you know, it's not more lethal as a as a virus than Delta. Delta variant was the most lethal virus. Uh, yeah, I remember Del- Delta was the one. Yeah, of, yeah, that was the most strongest, but the problem with Delta, it wasn't as vi- virulent, so it didn't spread as good. So we, you know, that that's kind of a break. Omicron seems to be spreading the best out of all the variants, including the wild type, which is the original COVID nineteen. But it's not as strong as any of the others. So there's never been a mutation, thankfully yet, that is both really strong and spreads really well outside of the original, which you know got contained by the uh, vaccinations. Now we have treatments for it, et cetera.
1: Right. But, so the, so
0: que-
1: the yeah, question, I, yeah, the question I want to ask you is, I don't know if this was. a. Um was real or not i saw a link to an article i didn't click on i was just kind of scrolling i just saw like uh, cliff notes is it true that omicron and, and delta could team up to make us did that does that work like that was somebody just being funny uh, I, s- mutations i mean it, dep- it
0: depends right you okay. could have one depending on how omicron omicron the mutation is you could have a variant that has both the mutation of similar mutation to Omicron, similar mutation to, to Delta, to where now it's both very violent and very strong. But that's not necessarily them fusing. Like, right, you know that's see. I mean? it. okay, that's okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like an independent mutation that happens where one virus is able to get, you know, characteristics of both, and then it's just successful and it keeps reproducing, and then now you have a bunch of viruses that's like that. It's not like... Yeah two their separate ones are coming together to form me, you know what
1: I mean. That's but isn't not, that normal though for for viruses to mutate into kind of less stronger versions of themselves? Yeah. That, that, that's, that, I, I, that's, that, I read that's that, what happens.
0: That's generally the trajectory because ultimately speaking, and this usually, and this, and it's two ways that this happens, you know, when you had a Spanish flu, a bunch of people had to die first, you got herd immunity, and then it started getting weaker. Right, thankfully, in the modern era, you have modern science, so you didn't have to go through that mass. Like, I mean, you still mass death, you know, when you look at the numbers. But if you look at these numbers compared to Spanish, I mean, you had like what 20 to 50 million, yeah, not
1: the same yeah. scale, nowhere near the
0: same when, scale. When, the, when the population was even way less than it is today. We had 20 to 50 million, so way more deadly, right? Thankfully, to with modern science and with proper lockdown measures from other global countries being more responsible. We were, they were able to curve the uh, worldwide death rates, um, you know, the vaccines were able to help file infections. It's still under study in Africa why African nations were able, not able to have as bad an effect. I, I attribute it to two things. One, not as much, nearly as much travel, obviously. And two, their immune systems are primed to work in a different way because you have so many different environmental challenges living in Africa. So uh, your immune system operates different as well. You have a different diet, and all these things play a role into, you know, fighting off the infection, and whatnot. It's obviously, something that's been understudied because the goal was to push the vaccine. <laughs> so,
1: right. So, you so like you, yeah. I, I think the method thing. I, I think you raised a good point about you know kind of getting back to the money. Um, yeah. Which is why I laughed at the notion that they're going to bubble up. I was like, that's never happening again. It was two ones yeah. because there was too much money lost on both sides. I think the players took like, it was like a, a 30% L on their, on, on their mm-hmm. money, at least or something like that. The league in general lost a bunch of money, uh, no gate whatsoever. I think, you know, obviously you hope for a disease to be eradicated, but, such a you know everything was so politicized with the vaccines and the sickness. Everybody wasn't going to get vaccinated or whatever, or the other variables that led into it. I think the, like you said, it's head towards being the flu, where it's a it's a yearly vaccine, and we get to the point where I think players are going to start playing symptomatic, or playing asymptomatic. Me, but they don't have any symptoms. Like you have a fever, uh, runny nose, cough, sore throat. You don't have any of that. Or go ahead, yeah, you can play. Yeah, I think, I think that's where it's headed. And I'm reading the NFL not even is the NFL not even test uh, symptomatic players right now. Is that where numbers are so low? Is that is that what they're doing or I
0: haven't I haven't read if they're testing asymptomatic. I think a lot of leagues have just not been really testing asymptomatic players as very often uh, until this recent outbreak, then they start wrapping it up. But I don't think they were testing as frequently prior. I think that was one of the complaints. Uh, but like you hit the head nail on the head. I mean, the whole goal of these vaccine push. Was really just to be able to play through the virus, like you know, erati- Like I told people, eradicating it to eradicate an actual virus requires confinement of sp- like real quarantine. You really have right, to confine right, right, right. everybody who has it, make sure it, it passes through, and make sure you know in, in that that virus can never enter the society again. That takes stringent lockdown, stringent quarantine. Having you know pseudo lockdowns and oh you vaccinated it's okay you can go out whatever it's still going to be there and the vaccines are going to always act as selection artificial selection pressure in science science, that's you know you know when you talk about evolution there's natural selection right that's just through nature well since with science with that with improvement in science we have artificial now because we made you know antibiotics all these type of medicines that create pressure for uh, viruses and bacteria to mutate to be able to beat these you know, to be able to beat these medicines. Like the whole medical biomedic- biomedical research is basically warfare against bacteria and viruses. Right, so it's right. like a, okay. a never-ending war between, you know, can we make a medicine in time to beat this strain of virus? And can they mutate in time to beat this medicine? how quick can they do that? So it's always going to be, you know, we're always going to, introduce when we ever make a new medicine, we're always going to introduce pressure for the virus to mutate. So that's always going to happen. So every scientist knows that, the people in charge know that. So their logic is, can we make a treatment that can help people, you know, not be as sick to where they're overwhelming the hospitals, you know, they're not able to work or they're, a, or they're on the verge of dying. We have to have high ICU units. Can we have a medicine that can help lower those numbers, make people be more asymptomatic and then be able to just, uh, you know, live through having it like it, it's there, but it doesn't really do nothing to them. So they can work amongst other people who are vaccinated because they're also protective. And you can just still have society going. Like that was the goal. like That's literally the goal of what they were trying to do. And that's why when the NBA said, Oh, we still want to play. Even though we're, as long as we're just not a smack, I'm like, yeah, like that was the whole purpose of this. Like (laughs) this is where we were heading. Like none of that surprising. I'm like, this is where we're heading. Nobody wants to go back to that economic lockdown that had huge repercussions globally. Um, You know, it's just one of those things where people are trying or it's, it's going to be living with the virus as part of the getting a disease, like how you got the cold, how you got the flu. It's like now nah, I got COVID. Like it's going to be got one that, of those I
1: things. Got, I got that. I got that. Rona.
0: Yeah, I got. The, it's it's going to be one of those things that is going to be a, a part of society. Like this is what I said in March 2020, based on understanding how medicine works and how things treatments work and how this how virulent this strain was, uh, this uh, disease was it's like you're never going to eradicate this, like your, your best, best always just going to keep it manageable. So I always knew we were going to head to this point.
1: Yeah. And that was, I think even, yeah, I'm looking at this right now to confirm the, what Woj said. Um, So I guess the NBA and the players association, they made it so they're discussing where you have to be required to sign additional replacement players if you get decimated by COVID, so that's what they pass. Like, and that's your answer right there. Are they mm-hmm. going to shut the league down again? It's no. Mm-hmm. It's no. I even think once they pass this thing, you're not even going to see any more postponements. Once they get this passed, oh yeah, oh, they're not even not. postponing anymore. And so, I,
0: I just think that Omicron just caught them off guard to right. now they have to make the the structure to okay, how do we deal when we have asymptomatic players? Because I think they were just pushing it down the line because they didn't really have. Confront that yet, but with this new onslaught, it's like okay, we need to deal with it now because everybody's right. getting hit, and we can't be having this.
1: Right. I think the the sports world, I think it's, it's a little different because these are players who are prime physical condition; their bodies right. already in, in shape to mm. to handle a disease. I remember uh, like one of the things with COVID coronavirus, if you weren't like physically fit, it, it could kind of hit you harder if your body wasn't yeah. in, in shape. So I think it, it, they're already equipped to handle it better. On top of that, the vast majority of both leagues are vaccinated, like percentage-wise, unless the inf- NFL yeah, yeah. got a bunch of Antonio Brown uh, <laughs> vax card checks going on. But so well, I'm interested to see how, you know, this trickles down into into society. So getting back kind of back to the basketball side of it, um, just how do you expect the quality of hope to look these next couple weeks as these teams filter out, filter in these new players, guys sit down the standings look how they are just what are you expecting on that front
0: yeah man i'm really just expecting um, the hoop to just people just going to have to deal with the hoop being messy i mean i know it's <laughs> so close to christmas you know we're not used to christmas hoop being like this but man i mean you just have to deal with it because until they ha- until they implement those new policies you know, you're just gonna have to uh, deal with the, you know, hard exception uh, signees. Uh, you right. know, that's the only way they can keep basketball going. I mean, John, I think John Rivers had a point where people was like, "Oh, postpone the games, postpone the games." Like, bro, what is that gonna logistic, do? <laughs> that's a logistic nightmare,
1: right? <laughs> you know I mean?
0: like you talk about player safety, but you want them to play what three games in like twelve days? Like that's in terms of NFL. Like NFL, right. you had teams playing three football games in twelve days, or NBA, you're talking about like six hoop who games in seven or eight days like that's not good safety wise you know what i mean yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah, absolutely like if, absolutely if you really for the safety and you talking about oh uh, we need this to pass well then you just have to shut the season down and cancel games you know what i mean I, I, the thing is fans can't have it both ways right. you know what i mean like either you really shut stuff down and just don't play and then it's messing with dudes money and stuff or you do what the NBA is going to say, which is like we're just going to have Ace mad players play, and it's like Jason had a point, and I said, and this, and I said it was true. He was like, don't care more than the players do. You know what I mean? He was like, <laughs> he was like the players want to play because this is their living. You know what I mean? It's what they trained their whole life for. It's like, bro, as a fan, you want them to play. You're saying postpone games because you want them to play later. That's not logistically possible. So it's like if they're gonna play, they're gonna get vaccinated and be ready to play, like that's what they signed up for. Um you know, that, and, and that's you just have to let you just have to let them uh live with those uh decisions that they that they made. You know what I mean? Like you said, these are high level athletes, like we talked about, everyone talks about, you know, when it comes to immunity, how your your fitness level, how much you're active, that affects it, your diet, that right. affects it. And these are guys who are at the are on the bet, on the best of the best when it comes to. You know, physically fit, eating properly for the most part. These guys are at the best of the best, so they're usually the people who can, generally speaking, from a statistical standpoint, the most equipped to be able to handle an infection like this in the world. So, you know, they're gonna they're gonna want to play through it. And uh, as fans, like, I can't if the guy said I need to play because I need this money, like, I can't tell him no. You right. know what I mean? mean, I can't care <laughs> for their health more than they do. At the end of the day, they're the ones who are trying to play.
1: Right. And I think, yeah, and that's what it down to. I think, I think we both agree is heading towards if you're asymptomatic, no fever, no runny nose, no cough, no chills, all that. Hey, man, get out there. <laughs> and that's, I think that's what the, the, the end game is. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
0: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bank slash talk to us. What would you like the power
1: to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE kind of related uh, nets hit the hardest with the most players out. So they brought back uh, you feel me? Umar with the handle <laughs> He's back. Um, ironically, he had the test. He is positive with COVID, uh, and so he's in a protocols after being back for a day, which was wild. Um, so, how how do you think that works with Kyrie being a part time player for the Nets? Which is obviously to me, it doesn't matter anyway because they're playing with a bunch of guys now who haven't been around because they got half the team out with protocols. But when they get going, um, this is a long way away. I just imagine. You know, they're number one seed now, but let's say they got a swing game six in a 3 2 series on the road and he can't play. You know what I mean? Or if they get him on the road against somebody, he can't play the first two games. Danger, you know, going 0 2 series. How how do you think that works with him being a part time guy? And do you see it changing at some point?
0: I think uh, Biggs had a great point with how it is. It's like, um, it's one of those things where it's like, I think. You know, a lot of people expected Kyrie to cave. He's not caving. <laughs> I, I, and I don't think he will at any point either. I think at this point he's shown he's willing to to be, you know, all in for this cause. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it's still mu- a lot of time before the playoffs, but he's shown no desire to get vaccinated. And the Nets have said, okay, well, we need you because we're trying to win a championship. We're trying to protect our players' health. And uh, Biggs had a point. He said – he if, if Harden was Harden, which was MVP Harden, which was, uh, you know, top five player in the league Harden, they probably would have traded Kyrie already. You know what I mean? They probably would have been like, we're not dealing with this. And I think that, that was their mentality going into the year was, let's see how good Harden looks. Yep. <laughs> let's see how good this team looks. That's why they were like, oh, no, Kyrie, don't even buy playing. Because they were like, let's see how good everything looks right now. Harden looks like a shell of himself. So the owner is just like, yeah, you got to play, bro. Even if it, even if it's half the games, we need you to play because the second superstar we got, I mean, the third superstar we got and the, the one second one right now isn't performing to a standard. So we kind of need you at this point.
1: Yeah, I think um, Harden's play definitely affected. I think just all the guys in the protocols affected it. And on top of that, they're paying him anyway for road games. Yeah. So they're just like you' behind, though, no, I just found it odd. He tested positive the f- soon as he gets back. That's that was kind of cra- crazy to me. As soon as he went through the protocols to returning, uh, that was kind of wild to me. And we'll see how a lot of this goes. 65 guys in the protocols, uh, they're gonna have me and you out there on Christmas Day at this rate. Uh, <laughs> so I feel kind of bad, man, because Christmas Day is usually the NBA's coming out party season gets real. Uh, it, it's all high quality hoop. Hopefully, some of those vaccinated guys can return to negative tests before then and yeah. get back on the floor and keep a and keep a, uh keep the slate. Like they got the uh, Lakers got a bunch of guys out. We'll cover in addition to AD. We'll get into that later. Um, Warriors Wiggins and Poole went into the protocols. They got a rematch against the Suns. That game's going to mean a lot. They're a game apart in the standings, so. You know, it's just a lot on the line, uh, you know, with those Christmas Day games. And on top of that, it's, it's a marketing. I was talking to somebody, I was like, man, that John Madden documentary going to have higher rates than them Christmas games at this point. <laughs> I'll
0: <do> it, man. <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, my God. They're going to
1: have the G League Christmas special, man. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's going to be wild. Um, so, kind of back into the, the non COVID stuff. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, shout out your team. Won four in a row. Um, They are in eighth seed right now. Half a game behind the Lakers, who were in seven, just ahead of the Mavericks at nine. So after the Laker game, when the Timberwolves dominated the Lakers again, the AD got hurt, Um, Cat said he's the best-shooting big man of all time. Uh, That sent me down to research. Foxhole obviously my my pick is is Dirk um so this is cat cat is at 42% from 3 on 6 3 point attempts a game which is top tier elite as high volume it was like that at
0: 8 I think last year two years yeah, ago so it was
1: like that but this I think at this at this when you had it at 8 it was at around 39 Yeah, uh, 31. but this is at 6 point 3 point attempts a game 42% from 3 um Dirk's best year was 42% and that was only on 3 attempts a game and his high in a season was 4 attempts a game. So Dirk's had about 39% for his career. Um, that was my one pushback it was going to be Dirk probably. Yeah. Here's my thing with 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 cap making. I I don't mind. like he's the player, that's his guy, he's entitled like I'm I'm like you respect that from the player. Um on my end, I just gotta see it. I seen Dirk bury too many playoff win too many playoff games. You know what I mean? With the shooting. I feel like it's hard for me to give you the the leeway as a as an all time skill if you don't do it in high leverage situations. And that's kind of where I am with that. But I don't think from Kat's vantage point, I don't think it was a wild take at all. Like he's really shooting the leather off that thing this year. So where are you with, with Kat saying he's the best big man shooter ever?
0: I mean, statistically, I see why he says that. It's right, yeah, right. To, it's hard to deny him from a stats standpoint. But obviously, when you have guys who've been around the game and watched guys like Dirk and how they got busy in an era where, like you said, you know, dead ball, you know, less focus on shooting from the perimeter guys, let alone the big men. Um, it, you know, when you see guys like Dirk and the, t- the type of shot he had that was unguardable, it's like you, you, you think to yourself, man, if he had the if he took the amount of shots, cat took who's like, it's hard to say he wouldn't be doing
1: that. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm a little older than you. I remember the discourse. We saw yeah. Dirk come in the league with that shooting ability, and the discourse around it was he needs to post up. Like, that just would never, like, if a yeah, guy could shoot exactly. like that, they'd be like, they need to get him like 10 threes a game. Like, it's just amazing how basketball talk. Remember any big man? Exactly. I remember it was him, and then it was uh, Serge Ibaka. When Serge started taking threes, like, everybody was like, what is he doing? He needs to get in the post, blah, blah, blah. just crazy how basketball talk has has changed, where we would obviously lean into all that, especially with Dirk, who was a lead at it. I remember, right, like, the, the big, the, like, the top-tier basketball minds were like, oh, he's a power forward center. He needs to be in the post. Like, instead of lean into that shooting ability.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, it's the reason why Brooke Lopez wasn't a three-point uh, shot-chucker to – you know, he got to Milwaukee down there because right. they're like, bro, you can shoot, shoot the three. And it's like, you know, <laughs> guys like Mehmet Okor, for example, was a great, good three point shooter for a big man, but he couldn't take that much again because it's the play style. Right. Like they just wouldn't let those guys take shots. If you have or Okor in today's game, he's taking six threes a game.
1: Right. <laughs> and then like,
0: it's, 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 that's why I understand when people push back and they're like, it's like for them, they saw Dirk do it at the highest level. So it's like for Cat, it's like you have the stats. Until we see you go in the playoffs and do it at the highest level, against all types of the coverages, we can't give you that just off the stats. So I think that's what people are who are pushing back or I saying. Mean. But statistically,
1: can't really
0: deny it.
1: That's what I'm
0: saying.
1: I think he's like, like he has like three or four, not to this level. This is his best year shooting-wise. But he's got like, like – two, three, four seasons where it's like a high three point percentage on high volume. It's like, this is not like new to him. Like, he can shoot. Mm.
0: So, it's really not. I mean, look, statistically, Cat is the best big man <laughs> shooter ever. Statistically speaking, just straight off, statistically speaking, but legacy-wise, we all know legacy more than the numbers, so that that's just what it comes down to. Yeah, if I gotta have a
1: big take a shot all time, I'm definitely going with with, with Dirk. I'm out of honest. It's hard for Dirk. anybody
0: to not go with Dirk. Yeah. Be right, right.
1: All right, man. So lot going on in, in, in Lakerland. Uh whew. first of all, one of the many teams ravaged by COVID. Um so Russ was able to come back because he got two negative tests. Uh but Reeves, Malik Monk, THT, the coach. Vogel, just ravaged by COVID up and down. Um, On top of all that, a freak accident. Um, Guy falls on Anthony Davis after, you know, tussling with LeBron. I'm glad AD was smart enough to pick his leg up because that could have been way worse if the leg stayed on the ground. But it's just an MCL sprain, and he's out for, they said, evaluated in four weeks. So that's probably at least a month and more than that. Um, so hey, how do the Lakers first? I want to tell you, how do you, how do you think the Lakers need to adjust first? Secondly, is there a roster move they need to make, whether it's trade or free agent to survive this next month without them? Uh, keep in mind, Lakers do have the toughest strength of schedule left in the NBA going forward. So I, uh, how do they have to play on the court and is there a, a move they need to make free agency or trade wise, in your opinion?
0: First of all, hopefully, hope Dwight gets back. That's number one. You know, have him back so you can have a real formidable big to play. Man, they just need to stop. <laughs> it just comes down to they have to stop being cheap. They got to stop these politics games, bro. Like – like, people keep asking, well, why is DeAndre on the team? Why is this guy on the team? It's like they're on the team for two reasons. Politics and the owner don't want to eat their contracts because it's guaranteed. You know what I mean? It's it's too – you're in the luxury tax, so everything becomes more expensive. So it's those two things now. But at the same – but like I always say, you can't be cheap chasing championships. You know, people want to talk about how much, it, how much sense it makes to – uh to spend a certain amount to keep Caruso. Well, look, Dan Gilbert had to overpay for Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, <laughs> et, cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they were in the finals every year because when you're in the cap, there's only so many moves you can make to get better. And it's like you have to retain everybody who's quality to give keep yourself, give yourself a consistent chance of competing every year. And that's if you want to win for real. You know what I mean? If you really want to win for real, like that's just what you have to do. I mean, that's what the Warriors did. Even when they were even when they were bad, they ate that luxury bill, and guess what? Now they're back to being on top because they ate the bill, kept trying to retain and get good players, and now guess what? A lot of guys come back healthy. They make smart moves because they're not worried about the tax bill, and now they're they're back at the top. Like that's the only way you can win in the NBA. You have to be willing (laughs) to spend money. You have to. I don't I don't understand how. Like I don't understand why fans default. It, with homerism is just to accept every move that needs to be. I mean, I get it. There's people who over criticize all that, but like, bro, you, you can when you clearly see somebody. People are just willing to let go of good role play, solid role players who you know are championship quality. You know, help your team go because they don't want to pay. Like at that point, you have to question how much that somebody wants to win as a as a front office or as an ownership, not front office, but as an ownership. How much do they want to win? And you're clearly seeing by the fans complain about why is DeAndre still on this team? Well. Only don't want to spend money, that's just what it comes down to,
1: man. So, here's where I am with it. I agree with you on Jeannie maybe not being the chief, but they did say that the extra players now aren't going to count against a salary cap, so there's no excuse for her now. Her and to bust a move now, and then, um, but that goes to point number two the politics, right? 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 So, on the court, here's where I am. Um, offensively, tonight, the bull they lost to the bulls late. Offensively tonight, the, the process wasn't bad. Um, I think they went centerless a lot. Without Brown, which against the Bulls worked because they're only big as Vooch, so you can match the minutes and you know go centerless a lot and still not and not get killed on the glass. Um, so I, my thing is, you got DeAndre twenty minutes. I know the is out, so that it was just a nasty twenty minutes on both ends when, when DeAndre played. I think like they won the game in the minutes he didn't play. You know what I mean? So, like, they—it's just—I don't understand that signing. I never will. Um, how do you feel? Does the AD injury does that put more pressure on you? You think, in your opinion, this is what I'm floating out there to get the get a Miles Turner deal done? Yeah, that's why like that that was in my that was in my head. yeah. And I
0: think I did. I mean, I was always leaning towards. I don't think the Lakers really want to press for a wing. I, I really think they view AD as a, as a four for whatever reason. <laughs> um, I think for whatever reason, I think that's where AD's minutes are going to be. He's always just going to be a hybrid four and five. Um, I think that's just going to be his career until he gets so old and he can't be And as mobile as he used, I mean, he already looks like he's not that mobile anymore, but um, they want to keep him at that four and five spot. And, you know, I just don't see them passing up miles. Turner. First of all, I think, first of all, when people ask for Jeremy Grant, first of all, I think teams actually want Jeremy Grant because of his profile. (laughs) So there will be a team that can actually outbid the Lakers to get Jeremy Grant. Like let's say, for example, atlanta hawks were like hey we'll give you a quarter cam reddish and these are my picks for jeremy grant i mean the the pistons are not saying no you know what i mean like Like, they give them a first you give a porter you give up cam reddish or just a first and cam reddish for grant like they're not saying no to that you know what i'm saying so it's like it's like any team who wants grant who's a competitor. Uh, a lot who hasn't given up their pieces for big trade, they can outbid the Lakers. But Miles Turner is so gettable in the sense that they've been trying to trade. Like we talked about this on episode, already, they've been trying to trade Miles Turner for years, and most teams don't want to put overpay a center and value that center that highly.
1: And that was you crazy. They I- turned down the number four pick for him, also. So a lot of that was on Indiana's end. So I remember that I got that, uh, offer for the offer with number four pick for him and didn't take it.
0: Yeah, uh, what year was that? Again? I forgot.
1: It was it was a couple of years ago when his stock was like high. It was super high. Yeah, that
0: was yeah. I remember that was when his stock yeah. was at the highest, right? You know, when a lot of people were, were before he got that contract, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before he also before he got that deal, and then when he got that deal and his play started decline, everybody was like, "Whoa, hold on, you know, you know, that's you know, what I mean, that's maybe this is, <laughs> this is not what we want." So, but his stock has been very low for the past couple of seasons. And uh, it's just been tough to move. So I think with how the Lakers operate mentally and with how gettable Miles Turner is, and I think the, the Pacers actually value THC because they're trying to blow everything up, Brogdon included, so they'll need young, cheap replacements as well as picks. I, I think they will actually want that type of trade to happen. And I, I think Miles Turner helps them. Uh, I think Miles Turner helps him because I think he shores up the front court. I think he helps take a load off LeBron and AD in terms of uh, covering space and rim protecting. And I think that helps them. I think it helps them be more committed to perimeter defense. And I think with those three being more committed, I think also helps Russ too, because now Russ can play his point of attack perimeter defense knowing he has two erasers behind him Mm -hmm. instead of one. And and whoever the two guard is, who's a four spacer, now that guy becomes more of a, Positive defender playing a, a, a over playing be um, in front of three you know great front court defenders who are now all helping each other out. So yeah. I think their defense automatically gets better. And Miles Turner can shoot the three, so he's going to help them offensively. Still space the floor. Right.
1: um Yeah, and 90, on top of that, ninetieth percentile plus as a role man this and, year, and, and, and that, and, that's and, you, gonna, and you adding that with LeBron and Russ, who are very good high usage pick and roll players and
0: you have to respect the role and you have to uh respect his shooting so you can't just pack right pay for Miles's role cuz he can shoot so it's it's great action for them i think it may a lot of people say we don't need a center but i think people are saying that because again and and this is a thing with big men that i don't like with people like i, I you know me i'm a one big guy you know me I, i've always been on that but when you have bigs who can actually make two bigs work and who are really good and really versatile, we have to take them. Like people, like people are saying, oh, we don't need a big, so I don't want to trade for Miles Turner. Like that's you talking from a generalized statement. That's not you actually analyzing Miles Turner as a player. Right. And saying hey, <laughs> with the legend. You know what I mean? It's, it's, like, it's like if you were on the Cavs, you say, Oh, and which a lot of us did have this before we were proven wrong. It's like, oh, well, you can't play Mobley and Jared Allen together. Oh. Yes, you can. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's yes, you can play them again. So it's like you have to look at the type of big man you're playing, right? That's what you have to look at, not just say, well, we can't play two bigs. No, you can't play two certain types of bigs. But if you have two unique bigs with two unique skill sets that are complementary, yes, you can play those two. And you can win. Like, you have to look at the type of big you are playing. That's the important thing.
1: Yeah. Man, uh, my thing was always, I'm with you one big space it out for LeBron, old school, let him survey the floor, make the right decision, get guys good shots. But if you're going to lean into the two big thing, you might as well put an optimal do it to the best of your ability instead of these cheap uh rentals. This is funny because they still have not been able to replace Damian Jones, bro. That's that true. was so funny, he literally hey, gave
0: me. <laughs> And he had a huge game today. Somebody yeah. show me like 23 or 28
1: on 19. They have not, he shot, he was an incredible live threat. He was a good weak side help defender. He just wasn't a name. So that 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 literally threw, but they still haven't been able to replace that. Didn't he shoot like 90, like 88% as a Laker? His energy was crazy. Yeah. He was rolling, <laughs> opening up roll lanes,
0: active on defense, really playing his butt off. And they said nah because you're not your name is Damian Jones like that's yeah. just that's just a mark of a terrible that's just terrible GMing like yeah. I,
1: it's funny really because weird. you look at the Lakers front office top of to down you would give the scouting portion of it like an A plus right they always find somebody like THT mm-hmm. Reeves before that they got Kuz late they got Clarkson late so that you know they they find guys late but just I think it's fair the last couple of years to kind of criticize the 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 transaction part on the fringes. Like looking at it, you know, fairly. So, and like you said, a lot of it is maybe Genie's being cheap. So, you know, it goes hand in hand. Anyway, we'll see what the uh, what the how the NBA responds to the COVID. Uh, like I said, I just they just dropped a thing on, I just got an alert from uh, from Athletic. There we go. Teams allowed to sign one replacement player for each player in the contract who tests positive. There we go. It's official. They just they just passed it. There you go. So the set in stone. Uh, anyway, we'll see how this goes, man. This is this is a crazy time. But I think uh I think you're right, man. They're heading towards if you asymptomatic, go ahead and get out there, man. They'll have these fans. If you catch COVID after this game, we are not liable. That waiver will be on the ticket purchases and they just gonna let it rock. <laughs>
0: man <laughs> that's really it they're they, they gonna, they gonna keep the show going man right. that, that's all these sports leagues all these entertainment things they keeping the show going bro right that's what
1: it is anyway uh make sure you hit that subscribe button get the automatic downloads every time we drop once a week follow its kings brown twitter myself judging maple 55 underscore uh mst keep dropping those ratings on the podcast uh kings unlock the uh you know, unlock the volume settings so we man, good. We got we, got we got, we got the took, same levels. I
0: don't know why it took me this long to get to get to this point. Oh my goodness! World. I mean, at least for y'all, the quality of the the show will go up.
1: Yeah, man, this dude is on his way to being a doctor. We got to get we got to get that right, man. We got to understand. His text <laughs> I'm, like, right? I'm like <laughs> I'm,
0: a PhD, I'm a PhD candidate, and I, and I just fixed my mic after two years. Come on, man.
1: Yeah. Hi, right, y'all. Thank you for tapping in. Y'all be safe. Take care of yourselves. Stay away from that Omarion variant. And uh, we are out of (laughs) here. Peace uh out.